Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Surviving the Badge, a show where we talk about our experiences and how we survived the badge. Warning, this show is not for kids or for those who are offended by cursing and or alcohol consumption. I'm just going to do a little introduction here. My name is Ronnie. I'm a, I was a police officer for a little over 35 years, various experience. The last 21 years of that were in um, management and or supervision. Um, I was a drug agent, traffic unit, um, canine supervisor, patrol sergeant, patrol lieutenant, um, and patrol officer, obviously. Camille. Uh, I'm Camille, and uh, I was 20 years in law enforcement. 15 of that was investigation. I investigated everything from economic crimes and multi-level identity theft to murders, officer-involved shootings. I have a master's degree in criminal justice, and um, I'll be the one talking about uh, most of the investigative aspects tonight. John. And I am John. I am uh, 21 years experience in uh, police department. Um, most of it was in patrol, um, some of it was in traffic, a few years in investigations, um, but like I said, most of it is patrol is where I did most of my time and therefore I'm going to be discussing the patrol angle to a lot of what we're going to talk about today. Okay, um, just want to go over a, our merch is in guys, as you can see, I'm wearing one of our shirts right now in the heathered gray. You can see the nice logo on the front comes out really nice. Don't know if you're going to be able to see the back due to the camera angle, but it comes out really covers the whole back of the shirt. Super nice, 100%. I think it's 100% cotton. Uh, but uh, Camille, you got a mug there, I right? I do. I got a mug. Um, I, it looks really good. You can't even feel it. It has a re really crisp color to it. It's good size. You can see everything. So um, mugs are really good. And uh, here's one of the stickers for the car. Obviously on camera it's going to be hard to read, but uh, very nice stickers. And from what they say, they are for inside and outside on your vehicles or wherever you're going to put them. Yeah, so uh, T Public, and it's all uh, and it's on our Facebook page and it's on our Instagram page. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Is that it? Everything else that we have, uh, hit that button. Anchor. All the, all the smashing and the make sure and subscribe. Uh, to everything. Like. like, subscribe, bells, all that kind of Tell stuff. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. <laughs> um, Ronnie, Ronnie, you want me to go ahead? Yep, go ahead. All right, so um, go, a couple of things. What we're going to start is we're going to put our police patches on the, uh, on the wall there, and then we're going to start collecting patches from um, you guys who listen, and uh, we're going to be providing you an address so you can send us your patches so we can kind of um, have a, a patch collection of your agencies. Uh, so we're excited about that. Um, first thing I'm going to start off, uh, like, like usual, we, we talk about fallen officers. And the last episode we did was uh, September 10th. And between now and between September 10th and now, uh, we've lost 12 police officers in the line of duty. 287 this year so far. Um, gunfire and auto-related deaths are on the rise. Uh, gunfire is up 17%. Auto-related deaths are up 25%. And in this period between September 10th and today, we lost uh, eight officers from COVID-19, two officers from gunfire, uh, two vehicle-related. One was a crash and one was a struck by vehicle. And then we also lost uh, one canine from heat stroke. 
So that's that's happened in the last what? It's two weeks. Right. Um, and then, almost three. Yeah. yeah. And then one more thing in uh, in Florida, North Florida, uh, in Nassau County, a deputy stopped an individual during a traffic stop and was shot. He's in the hospital right now, so our prayers and thoughts are going out to that officer. The uh, um, the suspect also shot at the helicopter and shot a canine dog. I think the canine is okay, but uh, let's let's remember. Hey, while we're mentioning that, yes, uh, the two canines from Volusia County. Yes, both of them were shot and injured. Yep. Were rushed to the uh, emergency vet hospital mm -hmm. and uh, came out of it, and they're doing extremely well. So good. Those canines are freaking unbelievable. It's amazing. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Uh, so a glass to our fallen officers. Salute. Salute. With that being said, <coughs> sorry. With that being said, because this is a uh, unique episode, we're going to go right into tonight's beer moment with John. All right. Ronnie, right. nice out. refrigerator you got there. Thanks, I just bought it. I need my glass back. Thank you. Sorry. All right. And today we have Lawn Chair IPA. This is by the Ormond Brewing Company, uh, which is in Ormond, Florida. Um, again, we got this at Kenny's Grocery, located in Orange City at 1792 and French Avenue. Yep. So if you're going to going towards uh, Blue Springs, it's right there on the corner. Um, stop in. One, oh. two, three. Yeah, love that sound. Ooh, over That's 350 craft beers. And we're trying to utilize them as much as we can. We're trying to stay local. Um, but if you guys have a beer you want to recommend, please tell us. We'd love it. Absolutely. We'd love to try out something that you guys, but we're trying to stay with the local breweries, guys, um, you know, in the state of Florida, if we can. And then sometimes we may venture out if the case, you know, involves something in a different county or, I mean, a state or something like that. Or Ronnie's buying a beer. Yeah. Or, or if you happen to own a brewery or a store and would like to sponsor our beer moment, we would love to have you. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's talk about the beer. Yes. Color looks good. Yeah, it's a little hazy. Hazy. That's okay. That means that's flavor. A little hazy. I uh, like it. Let me read the blurb on the back real quick. Launch your IPA is brewed for those days where you need thirst-quenching, low-alcohol brew to enjoy all day, but won't, but want a mouthful of citrusy hop bitterness and aroma. At only 5.3, it has all the flavor without as much bite. So put your cooler next to your lawn chair in the sunshine and drink your cares away. Forgot. Okay, that's fine. <clears throat> so. uh, it's okay. I'll start. Uh, I usually don't like IPAs. I'm not an IPA fan. And this is an IPA, but it's on that verge of liking it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not an over-the-top, for me, I'm not an IPA guy. I am not either. I could drink no. this. Uh, but it's not super hoppy. Mm -mm. No, that, I think that's the big thing. Yeah, yeah um, it's really not. Well, because I, it's a lawn chair IPA. It's not right. a regular IPA. Yeah. I mean, it tastes <laughs> yeah. a little bit of the citrus. Yeah, the coriander. Yeah, that's. but it, it's also, it, it's... It is not sharp like most IPAs are. The hoppiness is not there. So, um, I'll, I'll give it a six and a half for me. For not being a fan of IPAs, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Well, yeah, I uh, actually really like it. it. It tastes like something that I had just the other day that was a little bit hoppy, 
So it's got a little, you can tell it's an IPA, you know, yeah. it's got a little bit of hop, but it's not, like you said, doesn't have that bitter bite to it. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a strong seven, man. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I, it's, I almost, would, it's almost, it's almost, to me, it's almost, if it had a little bit of more orange flavor, it'd be like a shock top. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is very close to a little, shock top. A little bit hoppier than yeah. a shock top. Right. Like I'm drinking Fat Tire here, it's a, a little, little hoppier spicier. than that. That coriander yeah. is biting through a yeah. little bit, yeah. not hard. Mm-hmm. But, yep, I agree. All so, right. I guess uh, we gave it a 7 out of 10. So I had to finish the fat tire because I didn't <laughs> want to waste a good beer. <laughs> yeah, you, never, you never waste beer, man. Uh, again, that's Lawn Chair IPA from Orman Brewing Company. You can get it at Kenny's Grocery. So, uh, today we're going to go into what everybody knows, unless you've been living under a rock, the, uh, the Gabby Petito case. Um, we're going to start off with a little bit of background, and then we're going to discuss some things. We're going to discuss some things as we go along, but the way we're going to kind of break down this episode <coughs> is we're going to look at it from three different angles. I'm going to look at it from the investigative. John's going to look at it from the... Sorry. Uh, burp. <laughs> from control. <laughs> and then uh, LT's going to look at it from a, a, a supervisory position. This is... Behind the scenes, by, uh, inside baseball, we've been discussing and arguing about this case for the last week. It's been uh, it's been quite. Yeah, I wish you could see our text screens. <laughs> if we would have been in the same room, I think a couple of times we'd have probably punched each other because we've been arguing back and forth about it. But that's great. That's what makes this you know whole thing really good. I love it. It's yes. great. So uh, uh, Gabby Petito and her boy uh, fiance, right? Uh, yes, Brian Laundry. They live. Lived in back in July. They were currently living in North Point, Florida. And if you don't know where that is, that's just a little bit south of Sarasota. North Get hmm? North Port. North. What did I say? North Point. North, North, North. Oh, North yeah, Point. North Port. Yeah. Port. Yeah. We're good. We're good. NP, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Gabby is originally from New York, and uh, her family lives up there. The uh, she and Brian decided they wanted to take a road trip to Gabby's brother's high school uh, graduation. So they, they go up there, they depart Florida July 2nd, and uh, after the graduation, they decided that they were going to take about a four-month uh, road trip out west to see the sites, go to the Grand Canyon, see all the, the you know, the things into that. So... They're going out, and and she was a big like travel blogger. She would yeah. put her stuff on YouTube. She had a van mm-hmm. to sleep in and all that. Um, and they and she would record all of, of her events, and it's still it's still on there. You can see all the recordings of, of this trip. Uh, all right. So they make it out to Utah, and on August twelfth, they are in the town of Moab, Utah, when there's an altercation, and it, it's not a hundred percent clear what exactly happened in this altercation, but a 911 call came in that uh, this gentleman or this man was beating and slapping a, a female and pushed her into the van and took off. Law enforcement stops the van. The uh, There's a hundred, there's an hour, 17 minute video and you can watch that. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. And that's probably what one of the biggest arguments we had about. So, <clears throat> comes to find out that Gabby, long story short, uh, attacked Brian with her cell phone and scratching and things like that. And the officers visibly saw scratch marks 
wounds, injuries of, of an assault. And if you watch the video, you can see he's got a big old gash in the side <coughs> of his face right here. I'm not sure if it's, uh, it'd be the right side. Yeah, the yeah, right, right side of his face. You can see it. Clear as a bell. One of the officers at the scene calls the 911 caller who made the original call about the uh, domestic violence. And he comes back and talks to the uh, primary officer and tells him that when he talked to the 911 caller, the 911 caller said what he saw, and then the officer said, could it have been that he was pushing her away? Like if, if she was attacking, scratching, you know, on him like a spider monkey, could it have been him, you know, defending himself, blocking? And it turned out the 911 caller said, you know what, it, it could have been that way. I can't. I can't swear to it, and that's what uh, the uh, the officer told the the primary. All right, make a mark. Just make a mark. Hold your place. Uh, this okay. is where I'm going to bring up some conversation, and whether it be negative, positive, whatever. Okay, go ahead. If you're talking to an authority figure, and the authority figure says, and this is one thing you're taught in interview school how to lead a witness or how to mm -hmm. lead a victim the way you want the victim or the you know the suspect to go or whatever if you start suggesting this I'm just throwing it out there absolutely if you start suggesting things and you're talking to an authority figure so that unless you just don't give a shit if you argue with the authority figure or not i would say 8 times out of 10 7 times out of 10 i'll give it a little bit better odds you're going to, as a, as a lay person, a, a person that doesn't know anything about the law, law enforcement, anything else, cops ask you, well, could it have been, or, or could he have been pushing her away? Could have... I mean, unless you absolutely are 1,000% sure, and you saw him on top of her pounding her, and it was so egregious that you, oh my God, no, it, it happened this way. You may go, well, yeah, it could have been maybe that way. I mean, I saw him there in the car, you know. So I'm not saying the officer did anything wrong at all by, by suggesting that. Well, you're, you're or by saying that. Right, I, I, would, I would argue. By saying that. Okay, let's, okay, say, let's, let's, say, let's say by saying that. Okay. okay, however. Not, anyway, hold on, hold your thought. By saying that, I'm not saying anything wrong, that he did anything wrong at all. Because you have to get to the bottom of it, and was it this or was it that? Right. But I believe you don't hear the entire conversation on the officer's video of the entire call with the 911 caller. Correct. So did he further go into, hey, you know, tell me exactly what, you know, I mean, did he go further into that? Did he lead him further that way? Or did he bring him back in to exactly what happened? I don't know. Right. But just what I heard on there, I just don't like when you're talking to victims or witnesses. Witnesses. I don't like leading questions. Okay. I, I just, yes, you have to steer the interview and keep it going. Of course you mm -hmm. do. Or they'll go off into 400 tangents. Mm -hmm. I just don't like any steerage in the way of, well, do you think maybe it was just this? Or do you think maybe, because let me tell you something. In my 35 years, and I'm not in any way, don't take this wrong, audience, I'm not saying this. I'm just saying my experience. I have seen cops that were lazy 
who what? did not want to take a report, who did not want to make an arrest, who did not want to get involved in this thing, steer a victim or a witness right out of the zone of freaking probable cause. Not saying that happened here. I'm. This is why I'm saying what I'm saying. Or right out so, of wishing to prosecute or whatever. Right. So or, that, or, I, I was just going to say, I mean, in this case, from what I could tell, okay, and I don't know if we're going to go into this in depth later on, but yeah. Gabby said she hit him and scratched him. He had the scratch marks on him. She never said that he hit her or anything like that. So now, now the problem is, now I got a 911 caller, a witness, who said he was slapping her. But all the evidence and all the mm -hmm. admissions say that's not what happened. Mm -hmm. So now I got to figure out, do I take the word of the 911 caller who's not interested and therefore is normally considered a, you know, a good unbiased, witness? Unbiased. Well, I would say he's not interested or he's not called. Well, no, what I mean is not interested in the incident, like, as a party. He has nothing to do with and the case. He has no stake in the right, game. Right, he has no stake in the game. Yeah, I got you. So, total stranger calls in and says he was slapping right. her. Okay, all the evidence and statements from those involved says he wasn't slapping her. She has no marks on her. She has nothing on her. He's got scratches. She admits to it. He says that she did it. So how is this witness saying that he was slapping on her when there's no evidence to do that? So when you've got that, you also, as a good officer, have to be able to explain away why did you not have any slapping? Totally agree. Or, or the so, inconsistency here. And, and, right. the, way, and the way I kind of see it is the officer was maybe open expanding the mind of the caller to see other possibilities. Right. Totally agree. So, all right, okay. let's, let's totally go on. Agree. All right. But um, while, while he's saying that, was, did the, because I didn't watch the entire video. Right. I said um, I about fell asleep. Yeah. It's not, it's um, not page turning. Did, did anybody ask her, did any of the officers at all ask her if at any point or time did he lay a hand on you? So, yes. And and what she said is that he grabbed her here and her she was actually pushing on her head like this. But and and okay. to me that's get off of me and please stop scratching me it hurts. But you can't assume that. Well, the way she explained it it was while she was scratching him. Yes. Oh, but did she say that? It, it you, no, you, she didn't. You, right. <laughs> but, but but people aren't going to say exactly the way right. you I, want them let's to Let's get back out to this because we're going to talk right. about it later. All right. And we can so, all these things. I, this hour and 17 minute call, the entire time leading up to it, the officer was convinced that he was going to arrest Gabby for domestic violence. Assault up in, in Utah, it's assault. In Florida, it would be battery. Domestic violence, states are different. And it, it seems like there was an option to write an NTA, which in Florida we can't write an NTA no. for domestic violence. So that's uh, a little that's a little weird. And what the plan was is they were going to write her a notice to appear, let her take the van, sleep wherever, parking lot, campground, whatever, and put him, Brian, in an abuse, not a shelter, but a it's a hotel that the abuse shelter would pay for. At, because he's a victim of this domestic violence. And then, per the arrest, there's an automatic no-contact order. 
but the victim can sign a waiver of that. So the plan was she gets arrested, sleeps wherever, notice to appear. He goes to a hotel. Next morning, he comes to the agency, writes the waiver. They get together, and they cruise on down the road. An hour and 15 minutes into it, the officer changes his mind and says, you know what? She's not a real, and and, I, and don't take this as judging, We, you know, it's easy. We weren't there, guys. <laughs> right. right. It's easy for we us. It's there. easy for anybody to say, well, we would have done it differently. And But hold what, on. what? Hold on. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what, and we'll, t- we'll get a little more. Let me get my judging pipe out. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Got to get All a right. longer one. Yeah, I know. One of them ones right. way down there. But then you couldn't see it on camera. Yeah, that's true. Then, uh, <laughs> and we'll, we'll get more into, into this and some theories that we have about that. But what ended up happening at, happening at the end was they decided not to arrest her uh, because she was an, was not a threat to Brian. Uh, they did give her the van to sleep somewhere else, and he, they did put him in the hotel for abuse victims. So they were separated that night, and then the de- next day they got the ba- back together. So the end results probably would have been exactly the same. <laughs> I disagree. That's fine. You you can you can I disagree. totally you can, you can totally freaking disagree. But go ahead with the NTA. Well, we'll talk about go it. Ahead. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> All right. So they are on the road again after this uh, this incident. They separate. Um, so August twenty fifth rolls around, and a witness driving through the countryside, through campgrounds, wherever. Um, they're they're filming while they're driving, and they see a van with Gabby in it. So, law enforcement sees that August twenty fifth was probably the last time that she was seen by any witnesses outside of Brian uh, alive. Now, when they talk to the family, they uh, of. Gabby, they said she does have a tendency because of her travel oh, logs to go off grid for a little bit. Yeah, and they, they expect, I, I did read that. They yeah. expected her, you know, maybe not to be out of touch for two, three days. <laughs> are, are we boring you, Ronnie? No, 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 man. <laughs> Gotta get my Georgia in there. This guy, right? You didn't have to. Come on, Camille. It's a long story. <laughs> All right. Okay, so, you made it longer. Parents said it's not abnormal. That she goes off the grid, but as soon as she has a cell, she contacts them, um, FaceTimes them, posts her blogs, all that stuff. Yeah, she's not a real... Um, it, it doesn't sound like to me, from from listening to that, reading some of the stories, that she is one of those that calls mom every night Mm-mm. or every other night, you know. Like right. my wife, she calls her mother... Every single night, right? To check on her and make sure you know her mother's mm-hmm. um, getting up there a little bit. Yeah. But she calls her every night, right? You know what I'm saying? My daughter calls her mom, if not every night, every other night. Just hey, how's it going? How's your day? Blah blah. She's not that kind. No, because she's at all. Sometimes she's out of any contact ability. Right. 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 Uh, so, August 30th, five days later, Gabby's mom gets a text, and the text says. Uh, no service in Yosemite. No service in Yosemite, and that's it. And mom's like, "Well, that's that's a little weird." Okay, I, I, that's you know, you but it up to being they don't believe it was sent by that she sent that. Ultimately, they they did not believe that it was sent by. Uh, 
So, so August 30th rolls around, gets a text, no cell in Yosemite. Yosemite is on the west west side, sorry, east side of north, northern <coughs> California. September 1st, guess what? Guess what happens September 1st? You guys know? Uh, I think Landry he returns. He shows back up in North Point. What? Or Northport without her. How far is that? Hmm, that's, that's 42 like a hour drive. That's about 40 hour, that's a 42 hour drive from Yosemite yeah. to, and that's just driving. Yeah. That's not peeing. So sleeping, you know, and everything else, like a three day drive, yeah. three or four day drive. Using a debit card. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Which is the holding charge. Yes. <laughs> so September 1st, Brian shows up at his parents' house in North Port. Where's it point? North Port. Okay. <laughs> Had me thrown off. Uh, without Gabby in Gabby's van. Hey, Mom, Dad, I'm home. And he's like, you're home? Not we, we're home? So that must have been an interesting conversation. I would love to have been a fly on the wall with that one. Stephanie just popped in. She goes, Yosemite text was him. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Don't assume. <laughs> He's a rootless, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, September 11th, Gabby's parents report Gabby missing to the Suffolk County Police Department? Sheriff's Office? Police Department. Um, Police Department in yes. New York. Because that's where they live. So they decided to miss, uh, report her missing in that, in that agency. And we're going to talk about... Is that Long Island? Suffolk County? I believe so. I'm not positive. But okay. I believe so. I yeah. I don't think it's Manhattan. No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about the jurisdictional issues with John and, and, and uh, LT in a, in a bit. Reports her missing September 11th. Uh, a couple of days later, law enforcement shows up at Brian's folks' house. Hey, uh, where's Brian? And they... Uh, they end up Fifth giving, Amendment, Sixth Amendment. Yeah, they end up telling law enforcement, hey, he has an attorney, well, here's the contact, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Now, John, you had some information um, that well, kind of fit, that fills in between the 1st and the 11th. And, that and here's have. one of the things that I, I have a big question on. I was just said it is Long Island. Somebody um, just said it okay. is Long Island. Um, Long, Island. Island. Long Island. Long <laughs> Island. No, um, actually, it was Dave. No. <laughs> Dave's not here. Dave's not Dave's here, man. Dave's not here. Um, the neighbors reported that the neighbors of Brian Laundry and his parents stated that they just bought a camper um, cover for their pickup truck, a, a small little camper, and Brian and the parents went camping the weekend after he got back. So that puts it at September 3rd to the 5th. That, that's uh, when that happened. Um, hold that thought, because one of our viewers just said and brought up a damn good point. Kim Kimberly, she brings up a damn good point. Why didn't the boyfriend's parents call her parents and say, hey, she isn't here? Why weren't they asking the boyfriend or the fiancé, um, where's Gabby? Especially if, you have Gabby. Her, especially if you have her vehicle. Yeah, your car, her car's here. Where, where's Gabby? Some parents go into total protection mode. And if she right. went into, he went into some bullshit, oh, I dropped her off over there. She's going to be over there. She's sick or She's whatever. with some friends. I'm going to go pick I her mean, up in a few weeks. You're really going to interrupt me every time I'm making a point, though? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. All right. He's not sorry. I know. So, <laughs> All right, September so, 3rd through 5th. Then we're camping. Now. Is when he was when, when oh. he supposedly went camping. Um, I don't know if any law enforcement or any other person 
actually saw Brian Landry after that time. Now, did the neighbors see Brian or just the parents? I believe they saw Brian leave to go camping because their specific comments were in reference to why would you take your 23-year-old son camping in a small camper like that? Now, well, this is one of those you know, pickup truck camp over things. Unless you have a tent for him to sit in. But what I'm saying is, right. so they saw Brian go mm -hmm. with him. Yeah, okay. So it, it did okay. stand out. It did stand out. And I know we're going to get to this in a few minutes, but um, so November 3rd or 5th is the last person anyone independent, as far as I'm aware, has seen, has seen Brian Laundry. She is not reported missing until the 11th. Right. So, so we're all looking for him. That's six days after they went right. camping. But he may have been gone then. Right. Because as you said, it was Kimberly brought up. You know, why didn't the parents ask, where's Gabby? Maybe they did. And maybe they know. Yeah, I mean, total protection mode. Some, so, some parents are just in that protection mode. So, all right, let, let's go back on. Cause you asked all right, so oh. September 11th, um, uh, Petito's... Uh, family report Gabby missing. Um, law, law enforcement goes to Brian's house, knock on the door, and I, I don't. I'm not sure if the parents handed a, a piece of paper or a card, but they indicate to law enforcement that Brian has an attorney, and that that's all they're going to talk to law enforcement about. And and, and that's fine. P people in the United States have a, a Fifth Amendment right to protection against self-incrimination, a Sixth Amendment right to to an attorney. So. That, that's fine. They did a search warrant on the van, um, and then uh, I, somewhere, and I, I don't have a date on this, but the FBI wa was called in because of the multi-state nature of the investigation, the FBI was, was involved. Now, I know that FBI, you, you know, you're kidnapping FBI, but their states have kidnapping laws also. So if somebody was kidnapped in Daytona Beach and taken to Port Orange, the, the state could prosecute that, right. and that wouldn't be, have to be a federal crime. But right. because of the multi-jurisdictional, multi multi-state, it's just easier for the FBI to work that. September 15th, laundry, uh, Brian is named as a person of interest. Duh. Um, in her disappearance at this point. In her disappearance. We don't have a crime at that point. Right. But just it's, in her being missing. It's suspicious. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Anyway, uh, so uh, September 17th, Brian's family reports him missing. So it's like, you're missing. It's like an Oprah show. You're missing and you're missing. No, I'm not missing. You're missing. <laughs> uh, September 19th. Things are just rolling right along quickly. September 19th, a body was found in Wyoming near where they had been camping. And uh, the 20th, they did a search warrant of Brian Laundrie's home. Uh, now, let me ask you this. And, and I know that I, I should ask this in the investigative aspect of it, but I, I think I'll probably forget. When you're searching, and, and I know that when you're doing a search warrant of a, of a house, you do the curtilage. So that includes any vehicles that are on that curtilage. As long as it's named in the warrant. Well, does a vehicle have to be, and, and maybe things have changed, does a vehicle have to be named in the warrant if it's inside the curtilage? No. Because you do a warrant, that's how we, I remember it, we do a warrant and curtilage thereof, anything inside that curtilage, you can search. As as Any people inside that curtilage, you can search. As long as the warrant specifically, or it is says, anything inside 
the current right. age mm-hmm. of that. Mm. Yeah, and absolutely. And and all of them do. And yeah, all the ones I've ever done. And that a the item you're searching for could fit in that vehicle. Could be found where you're searching. Right, right. If you're searching for stolen elephants, you probably couldn't search a car right. that's on the curtilage. Unless you say elephant parts, right? <laughs> that's how we always did in warrants, like, you know, pieces and parts. Um, but I, I always wondered this. If they're doing the search warrant and somebody just drives into the curtilage, you can search that car too now, right? I believe so. And, and a lot of that depends on state laws. Um, state laws are different, obviously. Right. Yeah, because um, it was a federal warrant. You're right. right. Okay. We used to set up deals. I know. I tell my students that. On the property. Yeah. I mean, they would call in while we were executing the search warrant. Mm-hmm. And we'd say, sure, come on by. Yeah, man, come on by. Yeah, no problem. Come on by. And they drive up and bada boom, bada boom. As long as they're in the, they drive up in yeah. the driveway. Yeah. Yeah. Not along the road. And if they didn't, we'd just send an officer to follow them until they had PC to stop them. Yeah. But, you know, you had that PC, but okay. probable, I, I, I probable cause. I wasn't sure if it still um, was the same, but you're right. It, it's a federal warrant, so they have to go by federal rules. Um, I don't know what the hell those are, because those are totally different than ours. September 18th, the day after um, Brian was reported missing, law enforcement starts searching wooded areas and, and reserves and all that kind of stuff. Twenty-first, um, the uh, body was found. That was uh, no. The body was found on the nineteenth. The twenty-first is the autopsy. Oh, the autopsy. Sorry, twenty-first is the autopsy of Gabby, and they determined it to be homicide. Now, autopsies will determine a, a few different things. A was it an accident? Was it suicide? Was it undetermined? Let's say you find a skeletal remains, you can't determine the death. Was it? accident or was it homicide and they determined that it was was homicide which means that one person killed another now the uh, medical examiner is not going to determine murder which is the unlawful killing but they will say if a person killed this one because you know it could be self-defense could be another thing but it was determined that one person killed uh, uh, Gabby and uh, Patrick says it should be put in just for to be safe so the, the vehicles, and, I, and we used to. We used to say the premises, you know, and, and all of outbuildings on the premise or on the, on the property. The premise, pre- premise I? Yeah, on the property along with any vehicles contained on the property will be searched for <coughs> blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, Joey said the same thing. He said it should just be included in there. Okay. Um, so we are getting some input from something like that. And they said the word of the day is now curtilage. Curtilage. Since curlage. we said curtilage about 22 times, <laughs> we just said it again. So, curtilage. Shut hey, up, Pat. So, so and is it, Joey. Is it going to start a drinking game? And Dave. Many, it's going to start a drinking game. How many times do you say curtilage? A drink. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to wait for Christmas and the Grinch could be on. Why not? <laughs> All right. Okay. So, I'm almost done with the background here. Uh, autopsy. Now, I don't know. Are autopsies quicker now? Because I remember when I was investigation, you had a preliminary autopsy report, which you could have the basics, but it was never the official finished until toxicology came back, and that was like 30 days. Well, yeah, but, you know, I mean, the autopsy is not complete. Right. Okay, what they did was they they did an internal, yeah, an internal and external investigation of the body itself. Mm -hmm. Okay, they still have to wait for any blood results and all that stuff. 
but so they're going to note any injuries or anything like that. So that's where they're going to see is there potentially a gunshot wound, is there potentially a stab wound, things right. like that. Um, that that's what they're going to find at the initial autopsy. However, the entire autopsy report rarely is done because on the you know it depends on the situation. They have to do a tox screen, looking for any you know foreign substances in the body. Um, potentially disease or something right. like that that may happen, which has has to be analyzed mm -hmm. in a lab. Yeah, so, I remember working officer-involved shootings, and these officers who were relatively cleared. It was a pretty clear, you know, self-defense case, but we couldn't, you know, provide them the total until you know, like a month before we could let them get back to work. So autopsy, um, September twenty-third. Law enforcement continued to search the woods all over the state of Florida. Um, 23rd, which is what, two days ago? The uh, FBI issues a, an arrest yesterday, yesterday. yesterday a, an arrest warrant for Brian. For and what? For what? That's, I, you know what, I just found it when I was, I was driving oh, in. Oh, okay, it was Democrat card fraud. It was. It which was, is why I made the reference to when you said he drove back from, yes, you know, Wyoming. Yep. All the way to Northport, he used and it, his driving forty-two hours. But you know, he stopped and used a debit card and charged at least a thousand dollars worth of someone's debit card. It has not been disclosed in the warrant um, as to who the victim is. Yeah. Okay. However, I'm guessing we're all going to say it's right. Probably thousand bucks. I didn't hear a thousand dollars. And I apologize, guy. If y'all see me start to smile and laugh and, and chuckle a little bit. I'm reading y'all's comments in there. They can't see him, unfortunately, but I'm reading them, and they're kind of funny. And we're just carrying the show while he's uh, entertaining himself. Patrick okay. Patrick says, accident, slip, and fall. 10-8. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to no get the Patrick style of law enforcement. <laughs> no report. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, so unauthorized access, essentially, like John said, credit card fraud. Uh, but obviously, they're not going to do it a, a, a murder warrant yet until they have enough probable cause in a, in a well, I mean, they don't even have, there. I mean, they haven't disclosed exactly what the, you know, they said it was, the manner of death was homicide. Right. But they, or the cause of death. Yeah, cause of death. Um, but they, they haven't disclosed whether it was a gunshot wound stabbing. Right. You know, just a blunt, blunt force trauma. Um, that hasn't been disclosed. And one of the things, and we're probably going to get to this later, but I'll, I'll quick, you know, even though... 90% of us probably have a fairly good assumption that he's the person who did it. Okay. There has to be evidence before you charge you got him. a reasonable doubt, man. You know, and because... You, you, know, once, the court. you can only stand trial once. Exactly. Right. And if you charge too early and speedy trial attaches... Yep. 180 days. You know, they're going to turn around and say, prove it. Right. What's that called when you can only be charged once? Double jeopardy. There you go. Fifth oh, Amendment, want baby. That Fifth Amendment. There's actually a movie out. For that. Oh, yeah, with uh, what's your face? Um, okay. All right, so, so let's fill in the jurisdiction. All right, so um, we're going to open up some discussion here now that everybody knows the background here. Now, one of the questions I had was we have a, a hodgepodge of jurisdictions. So I've been out of law enforcement a while. John, you get a call. Uh, yeah, unit six. Uh, meet meet a lady regarding a uh, what's a missing oh, signal eight. Signal eight. God, it's been a long time. Well, so, that's only in, in a couple of counties <laughs> around here. Um, copy a name or address and go to a, uh, this address regarding a signal eight, and you get there and and just no, am I 
In New York? Hey, you were in New York. Okay, we're gonna, talk, York. we're gonna talk about this case. So Gabby's parents calls the Suffolk County Police Department and says, my daughter's missing. And the thing is, the question is, is she missing from Suffolk County? Is she missing from Wyoming? So as a patrol officer, how do you handle that situation? Okay, well, first I, I wanna give a disclaimer for all of this. Okay, and that is the fact that we are police officers, or we are retired police officers from the state of Florida. So we do not know all the laws in the various states that this involves. And procedures. And procedures. Yeah. So we're going to give you our input as Florida law enforcement officers um, familiar with Florida. We, we tried to look into some of the, the, the laws in the other states, but we haven't, you know, we're not experts in that law. Okay, so Cooper, the Wonder Dog's back. As I mean, as a Florida officer responding to that call in New York, mm -hmm. okay, it's it, and it's one of the things. And down here, we have some agencies that were great at passing the buck. Okay, so you're here in New York, Stanford. <laughs> Your daughter lives in Florida, <laughs> right? But she was traveling last known out to be. Wherever they last said she was, maybe she texted from Wyoming or, may, or from Utah. Yep. Okay, so she was last seen in Utah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now you have you three, three different states. states. You got right. three states that are involved in this, and I'm the New York officer who's, you know, hey, you got to call Utah. That's where she was last seen. So it's Utah's missing person. Right. Okay. That's how a lot of agencies handle it. I will say the agency I worked for was big on we'll say customer service okay where like no you're not going to be sending people all over the place because how you know how in the world are they going to report a missing person to utah police right okay they don't even know what jurisdiction in utah to report it mm -hmm. so they call the utah police and utah pd yeah <laughs> utah pd what can we do well can you send an officer to blue point new york uh hell no right so eventually what's going to happen anyway is wherever you report it they're going to say contact this agency so what is the best option so what what the responding officer should have done there in, in my york. opinion not knowing new york law mm -hmm is although it sounds like they they did contact at least northport police yeah um but take the initial information report mm -hmm. take the report okay um again it's just an information that's one of the things we were discussing before the show you're only taking information but you know from you the, know the, all the, this the, other the, stuff the parents know that the 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 fiance showed up at in florida without their daughter and in her car. Absolutely. So, I mean, it, it, it's not just a missing person. However... Because we talked about this earlier, too. It's not illegal for an adult to just drive off. Right. And many times, I, I did respond to a lot of calls where, you know, hey, my 18-year-old son who just started college, he went out to the club last night with his girlfriend, and he's not home. I want to report her missing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well... No. It, it's not no, right? I know, but it's like had you know he's allowed not to come home, right? There's no law that says you he's have an to adult come home. Now. He's an adult, yeah, but he knows he shouldn't do that. Right. Okay. So what we used to do was we would take a courtesy report mm -hmm. for the other agency. Okay. And we would do the report, 
and then we would forward the report either by fax or by internet or whatever. Yeah. Would you put by it email. in the system? Would you put her her no, information? No. Allow in the them to do that. Okay. And now because because then we have a sign affidavit. Okay. Right. Which kind of covers everyone's butt. But gives it's you a sworn statement when right. they want to sue you yep. for grabbing her yep. or your him or yep. whatever. Um, and then we would just forward everything to that agency and that agency would start the investigation. And then they would call us and say, hey, we need some help with the investigation because yep. we're out here, you're over here, they lived here, can you help us on that end, we'll help you on this end. And it's kind of a, you know, and, and once investigators start talking to each other and investigative mm -hmm. unit commanders start talking to each other, it goes pretty smooth. Yes. It's just the initial getting it rolling. So, so Suffolk County most likely, if they did everything right, most likely contacted Northport Point Port Northport Port. Port Police Department said, "Hey, we have this missing person because she—that's where she lived, right?" And said, "Hey, mom has reported her missing." No, and at that time, North Point goes to Port. God. Well, goes to the house, right? So, before you, the reports even generated or started, more than likely, okay, where does she live? Lives in Northport, Florida. Okay, I'm going to have. Dispatch request Northport Police go to the address right and say hey is Gabby here and Joey said look up the Jennifer Kessie rule okay which is something similar <clears throat> okay to where you know, you know so okay, interesting okay so you want you're gonna at least go attempt to contact right okay so Northport Police knock on a door you know is Gabby here nope she's not here you know where she is nope what about Brian. Well, where Brian's at? Here's his attorney. Here's his attorney. Okay, fine. Now, on Northport Police saying, oh, wow, this really sucks. Yep. Thank God you're up in Suffolk County, and I'm calling Suffolk County saying, this is what we got. This is what we got. We can't find her. No one, no one will tell us where she is. Suffolk County's going to say, oh, shit. Right. Let's start this report. Let's take the information report. And then as patrol, this is one of the wonderful things about patrol. <laughs> you pass it on us. Well, <laughs> you get your blessing from your supervisors, which Ryan is going to say, you know, hey, whatever you're going to do to cover your... Time with Asomnus, move you know. it on. Okay. <laughs> Here you go, investigations. Right. Now your problem. Yeah. So I'm wondering which agency contacted the F FBI. I well, Maybe they just did it in conjunction. started going across, you know, different state lines and, and everything that. was kind of looking then real... And blew up in the news and everything right. else. Everything was real suspect. They're like, okay, we if, need to... If I was the agent in charge of the local FBI headquarters, I'd be, I would be, would have said, get a hold of North Point. Nor now you got me saying <laughs> Northport. Northport, Florida. Get a hold of Northport <laughs> and say... We're here to help. If it's crossing state lines, we're involved. Yeah. You know, here, blah, blah, blah. Because getting back to the Smokey and the Bandit question. <laughs> the Smokey and the Bandit question. For the <laughs> end, our first episode. We got to pop in all the way from Virginia. What? From Neil. And I don't know where Patrick is living now. He is still in Michigan. Michigan? Michigan. Michigan. We got a Michigander in here. Oh. So, woohoo. So, anyway. Um, no, I forgot my point. <laughs> it's Northport. Northport. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we know that. Okay, moving on. All right. So um, now, I we understand this, but it's funny. I see a lot of news. I see a lot of people saying, man, why is he allowed to not talk to the cops? Why is he allowed 
to you know not That's say constitutional anything. Right. Absolutely. I, Why can his parents get away with it? Um, because because no constitutional right. Right. So just just so you know, the the Fifth Amendment. There's like five clauses in the Fifth Amendment. One we're mostly referring to not eminent domain or double jeopardy, but we're referring to uh, the protection uh, against self-incrimination. You do not have to talk to the cops. Hey, we want to talk to you about this case. Uh, no, eh, thank you. Uh, so that's does it make you look guilty as hell? Sometimes. Sometimes. Hell yeah, it does. Now I would be interested. And in this case, hell yeah, it does. I would be interested to find out if he contacted the attorney on the way back. Oh no, he contacted Mama and Daddy. Yeah. And he told Mommy and Daddy what happened, or that hey, what happened was something bad happened. And we may want to contact Joe Bob the attorney because <laughs> this is getting ugly. And mommy and daddy contacted Joe Bob the attorney and said, and Joe Bob the attorney, because I don't know what the hell his name is. Dewey Cheatham and Howe. The office of Dewey Cheatham and Howe. Dewey Cheatham and Howe. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, you don't say a freaking word mm. to nobody about nothing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And we kind of talked about this a little bit too. He may have gotten himself into a little trouble, yeah, so in, in my opinion. And I don't know exactly what happened. And a lot of this depends on the facts as they come hey, out. Hey, we're allowed to speculate like hell on our, on our <laughs> podcast. Okay, but if, oh, yeah, we are. if the premise that I suggested earlier, that he went away camping with Mommy and Daddy and never came back. Um, so, he was yeah, gone. Yeah, what's up with that? Well... I mean, he just, his freaking girlfriend, his fiance's missing. Right. And he just goes on a freaking camping trip with mom and dad. What would you, what would you do? Oh, yeah. I would just go camping. So, anyway, so then on September 17th, Laundry Family reports Brian missing. Okay. Now, it was the attorney who called law enforcement and said they wanted to, you know, said the police wanted to talk to them about Brian. I don't know the exact word. I don't have a transcript yeah, of the call. Right. Yeah. But he facilitated that contact with the parents of okay. law enforcement. Okay. Okay. He initiated the contact. He was present during the reporting process. Right. Okay. If Brian is not missing, but actually fled H- town. Hiding or on the run. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that attorney was aware of that fact. Now he is complicit in a false police report being filed. Misleading unless, unless he didn't know where he was. Well, and not, he's and he's parsing words. He could say, "I don't know where he is." No, 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 no. It's not. I don't know where he was. I am facilitating these people to file a false police report. Okay, I'm not saying I have to tell you where he is, but they're filing a false police report. Maybe they don't know where he is. Well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. If they know that he's not missing, he's hiding, mm-hmm. and the attorney was aware that he's hiding. Shame on him. Well, guess what? Now he's complicit in a crime, in a conspiracy mm-hmm. to file a false police report. Right. But if... So we were talking about this. Does an attorney have... The obligation to tr- to make access to their client to law enforcement. Absolutely not. 
No, right? I don't think so. Well, unless there's a warrant. Unless there's a warrant. Okay, because now there's a the warrant. Court. Now I'm wondering. So, so the, when I heard there was a warrant, I was I'm I'm wondering if that was to force the attorney to bring him forward, potentially, or just the fact that I mean we have how much how many law enforcement agencies out searching for this guy? Uh, dozens. Okay, and how much money is being spent trying to find him? And guess what? We find him and say, "Glad to know you're okay, Brian." You know, they don't have probable. They I'll didn't have probable cause or a warrant to no. arrest him. When you're done. So when they found him, what did right. he do then? Right. Nothing. Yeah. You don't have any reason to hold him. No. So now we do. No. Okay. You know what? You know what? The FBI also has, and I didn't know this. They have what's called a material witness warrant. Oh, those are fun. So, so they technically could have gotten a material witness warrant on him, but they had they had they had actual charges. That's a better right. stick. You know, and and the actual charges are the fact that now they have a a time of death, mm -hmm. not not a precise time, but right. they have but a rough a rough date. Right. I'm sure they so, have cell tower information. Well, well, what they can do is they can say that Gabby Petito was dead between August 31st and September 2nd. Yes. Okay. We can scientifically prove she was dead at that point. Right. Any debit transaction after September 2nd was fraudulent. Yes. Because apparently he wasn't she on the bank make, account. She ain't making it. <laughs> well, well, well. She, he was not on the bank on the account. Right. Had he been on the account, they wouldn't have that charge. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not so, trying to tell people, hey, before you kill your wife, your your girlfriend, empty the account. Know, well, get on her account. But <laughs> so yeah, I think the I think it's interesting about the attorney. It, it we we know that they don't have an obligation to cough. They could actually hide their client if they if they. I think I'm I, I'm not an attorney. I'm wondering if they could actually put up. A client, and then say I'm not obligated to say anything. Um, well, that's All that's. Right, so we getting be... into the investigation now? No, um, we're getting into yes, the investigation. So let's talk. Let's go back to the Moab Police Department. Um, oh, now the fun begins. The fun begins. So Moab, <laughs> we talked about. Got a 911 call saying that a guy was sla slapping. Um, uh, oh, we're good then. Yeah. Uh, a slapping a, a a lady around and pushed him into into a van. Blah blah. blah. We talked about that, and I we we discussed how she admitted to slapping him, scratching him, hitting him with the phone. He said that he has the marks on him. I mean, I remember. And they showed. And I remember arresting plenty of women for domestic violence. Absolutely. Um, women commit domestic violence not on the same level, but they sure do. And uh, so, should all right, John. Given everything, I know you didn't watch the video. Given everything, I, sure I did watch your video. Oh, you did. Guys, I I'm, did. I'm gonna you keep discussing. Yeah. This this show's going on for a little bit. I'm running out of here to grab us some ice. Oh yes, definitely. I'll be right back. So, John, um, you did see the video. Okay, I did. Would you have arrested her? Well, here's a, here's a couple of points that I think I think may need to be brought out. If okay. she, let, let's put this. Let, let's a, let's put it in Florida, and then we'll we'll talk about um, uh, Utah's law. Okay. Now I did look into Utah's laws. 
okay? And again, they have that notice to appear. Right, which is weird. Okay, for it, it is. Violence. It is. However, as long you got to keep in mind when we respond to domestic violence calls, um, as patrol officers, our primary responsibility, and I, I know we're going to get a lot of blowback on this one, but our primary responsibility is to resolve that acute problem right there. The current conflict the current situation yeah okay and previously years ago before we had a lot of domestic violence laws mandatory arrest laws okay cops were trying to do that and saying hey let's take you you know you got somewhere you can go tonight i'll give you a ride you know mm -hmm. and we're all good mm -hmm. that wasn't working because the husbands were going, coming home, still right. drunk, still angry, and killing their wives. Right. So, so now we have progressed very yeah. far. We started pretty okay. much what in the eighties. So, so now, um, yeah, we have late late eighties mandatory arrest laws most places. If we, there is, if there is probable, probable cause, okay, of a crime, correct. We make an arrest. And yes. Utah does have a mandatory arrest law. However, it does allow for a citation or notice to appear. Okay, but a citation is essentially the same thing. Can I can I stop you right there and tell a little yes. story? I arrested. I had a you know I know the state attorney never liked mutual combat, but I had a situation where the 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 lady it's like three o'clock in the morning. They have a two year old kid. The lady pulled the hair, I mean, like chunks out of the hair, and he punched her. I mean, it was just, it was total mutual combat. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, I got a guy, I got a girl that they both should go to go to jail. And then I got a two-year-old kid. I'm like, I don't want to sit till noon waiting for DCF. So I took him to jail, gave him a notice to appear, and went about my, her, took him to jail, her a notice to appear, they were both arrested. They were separated for the night. See, and see, in, in that case, that was a that was an acceptable resolution to that call. Right. And you have to justify what you did. <clears throat> okay. One of the things is, patrol responds to incidents occurring at that time. Mm -hmm. Okay. We don't have the time to do, and they spent. Over an hour, an hour and seventeen minutes. Hour seventeen with minutes. Them. Yes. Okay, but they can't dig totally into the the entire thing of their relationship. No. That is why I know in Florida and many states have something similar where you have um, domestic violence counselors. The state attorney requires certain things happen and all that because domestic violence is such a innate problem that. It can't be solved by a patrol officer showing up and making one arrest. It's that's a band-aid. Okay, exactly. So, so back to what you would have done if I was one of those officers and I had the opportunity, not opportunity, but I had at my disposal one of the options of issuing a notice to appear. All the evidence based on what I saw in the body cam video. Okay, and I'm not talking about, well, you should have read this body language no. and you yeah, no, have... it's <clears throat> that's great that's to look at later. Right, that's <clears throat> that's our we can only back, so. go with the evidence that is presented at scene. Right. We talked about it earlier. Well, the nine one one caller said he was slapping her. 
Okay, well, the officer apparently spoke to him. And when said, you know, when confronted, well, could it have been this? Because what the officer is saying is, 911 caller is telling me one thing, all the evidence is telling me something else. Right. Okay, I was a traffic homicide investigator. Mm -hmm. Someone can tell me this is what happened. But okay. the evidence shows. But the evidence shows that's not what happened. Witnesses are. I was doing witnesses, thirty-five. My fifteen years in investigations, witnesses are notoriously bad witnesses. Right. Okay. So one hundred percent. Like I said, the evidence said she hit him, or scratched him, and did that. She admitted it. He stated that's all that occurred. He did admit to grabbing her face, but it was more to keep her away from, you know, get away mm -hmm. from me, go, I want to separate. Okay, so that was not an attack, and it was actually a defensive move. Right. Okay, so if I was the officer that responded there, I would have charged her, probably issued a citation, because I had the opportunity to, mm -hmm. to separate, and whether the officer led him to hey, you know, tomorrow you come down to the police department and get a waiver for this um, temporary restraining order or whatever they call it in, right. in Utah. Um, but we all know he wasn't going to do that. No, yeah, he was going to do that. He was going, and he was going to bond her out. Yes. Okay, if, if she got arrested and actually went to jail. Right. Okay. Now, the ultimate thing we have to consider, and everyone is all pissed off at the police department for not doing what they should have done, it wouldn't have changed a damn thing that happened, I'm in my you. opinion. I'm with because you. Because if she went to jail or she got a notice to appear, they would have gotten back together. They would have still been in the same They're van. on a road trip. Exactly. She had no one to go. Right. Now, if it was as bad as everyone says, well, Brian was so controlling, Brian did all this for she could have told her parents a hundred times prior. Never did. Mm -hmm. What makes you think her being arrested was going to, oh, that's now I'm going to call my parents and tell them, you know, Brian's really bad. Guy. So you're saying notice to appear. Notice to appear. Separate over tonight. Separate them. On the and, and, and that complies with Utah law as far as I understand it. Again, I'm not a Utah officer. You don't work for Utah PD? I don't PD? work for Utah PD, so I don't want to, you know, right. say that I, I'm an expert in that. Ronnie, you disagree. Oh, you mean I get to talk? Yes. Oh, You're okay. on, man. I don't want to interrupt anybody. <laughs> all right, so... Someone's got their panties on. <laughs> I have a question here from Ian. Ian says they can... Well, it's actually, it's a statement, more than a question. They can bring him in, and he can walk out because they have no official proof, meaning they haven't charged him. So they can bring him in. You're talking about for the DV or for the... I'm talking about um, Brian. They can bring him in to question him. Yeah. But, I mean, he can just say, I'm not talking to you. So and they don't have to go with right. him. Exactly. Right. So, I, I love watching, watching, what is it, all the law and orders. Hey, you need to come with us downtown. Uh, no, I don't. Are you my other question is why wouldn't why didn't this is from Neil? Why didn't the police watch his house after they visited the first time so he couldn't leave? I absolutely one thousand percent agree. Well, I don't know if they knew 
the totality of the circumstances at that time. If this girl went missing and he showed up with her van and he's there at the house, you mean to tell me you wouldn't have been going? Can I ask you a question? Bing! Hold on a second. What so, the hell no, no, that? No, 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 before that happened, before we get to that, let me ask you a clear question. How do we know they didn't? I've already said I don't think he was there since well, before he, she was reported missing. Oh, so, so you're saying he went missing even before they reported her missing? I'm saying he was already on the lam before mom before, reported her missing. Right. So there would when be, he went camping, he never and came they home. could have sat on the house. They could have sorry, been, sorry. yeah, they could have been sitting Volume. on the house. Volume. So now, who would sit on the house? Investigations. Absolutely. If patrol or patrol sergeant doesn't say forward it to investigations, investigations doesn't have anything to work. Oh, yeah. So th they just knock on the door. There's no, there's no case yet. So we don't know. We're speculating. Um, Ronnie, would you have arrested her? Um, yeah, I didn't get to all my questions here. Oh, okay. I'm trying to, oh, sorry. I'm trying no, to involve these guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it says, um, what was the other one? I'm sorry. This it says, guy, John, right? you are assuming. Oh, my God. Where did it go? Jesus. Oh, John, assuming. John, you are assuming we all know what that means. Maybe she would have met someone before she bailed out, and they convinced her to call her parents for help. Well, absolutely. What I'm We're, saying there's a lot is, of speculation. Going there on. is absolutely nothing. I, I am making assumptions. We are all making assumptions because number one, we also don't have access to all the information that those involved in the investigation do. Not whatsoever. What Not I'm whatsoever. saying is, my assumption is based on what I saw that had they physically arrested her and taken her to the Utah jail. Cap Utah jail. <laughs> Utah okay. PD jail. Utah PD jail. <laughs> okay. He would have, and believe me, I've seen this a ton, where the victim for DV goes down and bails them out. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're back together. I All mean, right. Vicky brings up a good point. She says not that she would tell them of her, of, of the abuse. But she might have called for help with jail, and and this is my point. And and I agree that's that's possible. I'm making an assumption. We can't. Here's my point. I would have made an arrest. Now, would you have? Obviously, those officers, Moab PD, has a supervisor. Would you have told that officer you need to make an arrest? Because I don't know if did the sergeant come out there. I don't know, but I would have told the officer, whoever it was in charge there. I would have said the primary. Yeah. Got got all the information, you know, and listened to all the stories and all that. And I would have said, arrest her for domestic violence. Right. Take her to jail. And here's my contention on that. Okay. If they would have arrested her for domestic violence, at least in the state of Florida, she would have had no bond until first until appearance. she saw a judge. First appearance. Right. Correct. Would the judge have given her a bond? Maybe. Probably. Who knows? Right. I don't know. Right. But I can tell you with a 95% certainty that at that point, if she would have been arrested and put in jail, she would have called mommy or daddy 
and said, I'm in jail. I don't know what to do. Can you come and help me or can you tell me what to do? Mommy and Daddy at that point, and this is all speculation, of course, just like everything else. Mommy and Daddy, of course, at that point would have known, number one, where she is. Number two, that she's in jail. Number three, maybe called an attorney or got on a goddamn plane and flew out there to get baby out of jail. Would she have made it home? My speculation only is that if those things would have happened, I believe in my heart, I'm probably wrong, I could be wrong, that she would have came home with mommy and daddy and we would be talking to her. We wouldn't even hear about this. But, But her van would be there. She's going to trust okay, this guy. Okay, then she would have drove home with mommy okay. in the van and rode home with mommy. And, and, and left her fiance with daddy. And left her fiance in Moab. Daddy could have rode home with them, okay. with both of them. And you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what dad looks like. It looks like a pretty stout fellow to me. Well, I, I can tell you that all three of us, if our daughters called us with that situation, we would have been on the plane. Absolutely. Okay. 100%. And he seems like it's, it's a father, a stepfather, right? Stepfather lives here. No, dad lives here. Stepfather lives in New York. I think that's... No, I don't think that they would have got on the phone or got on the plane and they would have rode out there and they would have done the right thing and brought her home or waited until the judge issued bond or whatever, (coughs) figured out what they can do, what the stipulations of the bond are. Could have been she can't leave the state. If, If that's the case, guess what? We're finding a hotel. I mean, she's got a van to live in. She's been doing it. But like I say... You know, I made an assumption that this is what would have happened. You're making an assumption that Absolutely. that would have happened. Neither one of us know because it didn't happen. So I can, so I, I can tell you this. Okay. As an administrator from a police agency, mm-hmm. and as a supervisor for over 22 years, mm-hmm. it is always in domestic violence cases, it is always best to error on the side of an arrest and get that person completely away from the situation at the county jail if you have the probable cause of course course, obviously get them out of the situation get them in the county jail get them over there and let the courts then work on whatever we need now she has a 12-hour period or whatever to pack up all her shit and get the hell out of Dodge as she's being in, you know, I know this is not the situation here. They're in a different state, everything else. Right. But they're in the van together and, you know, I mean. Now, it, it, that's just my opinion, my opinion only. As a supervisor and as a cop of over 35 years, I would have arrested her without any, no, even second thoughts. I would and, have had and, my guys arrested. So, like I said, we have never, we have not had the option to not or to issue a notice to appear i wouldn't issue a notice to appear. i i, I understand i agree well you um, said you would like i i would have i'm saying yeah, in, in utah in utah well i don't know were you here when i talked about whether we had the, the, the one time the one time that i did issue a notice to appear for domestic violence there was there was a mutual combat but there was a two-year-old two kid involved i didn't want to get now one thing, different story right. and one thing in the Body air, the body cam video. Okay, it's towards the end, and this is where the officer actually made the decision not mm-hmm. to make the arrest. Yep. Okay, because at the very end, it depends on the verbiage of the statute. Right. Okay, and again, 
I'm not a Utah officer. However, I looked it up online, and I believe I copied this word for word. Assault. A. An attempt with unlawful force of violence to do bodily injury. Okay. So, and you can see the, there was a senior officer there who left. The guy with the beard? Yeah, the guy with yeah, the beard. Right. Who said, your call. If you want to go with the letter of the law. Right. I remember that. Yeah. And walk away. I'm okay with that. Yeah. If you want to go with the spirit of the law and make an arrest, I'm good with that too. Yeah. He, he just, the way I saw it is he laid down both options. Right. Who did? I'm sorry. The, 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 there was a, a, I didn't know he was a senior well, officer. Well, I, but I assumed said, it was. You know, basically it he was yeah. saying it. Yeah. It, uh, there was an officer there at the very end that says, listen, this is your two options. This, A, arrest, B, not arrest, blah, blah, blah. And there's the problem. Well, exactly. Right there. No, I, I understand that. However, the letter of the law says there has to be an intent to do Neither injury. Neither one was actually wrong according to the letter of the law. There has to be an intent to commit the injury. Okay. What's the problem with that? Okay, well. She scratched so, the shit out of his okay, face. Well, hold on. He, he went back, and, I, and this goes back to your leading questions, and it was wrong, but the letter of the law is the letter of the law. Okay. He, he went back and asked her, and he, and he said, the answer to this question is very important as to how I handle this case. Who's this? Who's uh, the, the, the primary officer. The primary officer. Asking who? Asking the, Gabby. Her, Gabby. Okay. Okay. Keep in mind, there has to be an intent to cause injury per statute. Why were you striking him? I was just angry. In the... Okay. Were you trying to hurt him? No. And I've had a case like... Well, okay. No, I get... Well, it's a suspect you're talking to. No, I, I know that. I know, I, I, no, I know that. What I'm saying is that gave him the out because the intent wasn't. Okay? I mean, I had Only a case... Only on her point. Well, I, I, I get that. Um, well, that's... I'm sorry. I'll, but I, I went ahead. to a call one time. Lady calls 911. Mm-hmm. My husband, he's trashing the house, he's breaking things, I can't do lights inside. We get there. Okay, I'm first officer there, I get there, you know, she's locked herself in the bathroom. Finally get in, you know, but it, you know, he opens the door, she's in the bathroom. He's crashing stuff. Okay, Florida, community property law. No problem okay. whatsoever. So, so I make contact with her. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, did he hit you? Did he hurt you? No. Did he threaten you? No, he'd never hurt me. He'd never strike me. Okay. Then the sergeant at the time, now lieutenant, he shows up. He's like, okay, well, who's going to jail? I'm like, nobody. He's like, what do you mean? There's no crime. I said, we don't have a crime here. <laughs> right. Like, oh, uh, no crime, okay. no, no cuffs. Okay. Because in Florida, assault is to put someone in fear yep. that... A threat by word or act, by word or deed, the ability to do so, and fear that it's going to happen. Right. Okay. So, there was no threat. She was never in fear. Did he do anything to put you in fear? No. He would never hurt me. How do I arrest someone on that? You don't. Okay. In this one, false arrest. it says, the intent to cause harm. Okay. Now, did I just... Commit battery? I'm, I'm in great fear. Well, no. In the state of Florida, I just committed battery. You did. If you or touching charges. against my will. It right. was against my will, John. Exactly. All right. Okay. Let's move on. All right. So, so now, um, 
I okay, I would have arrested her and taken her to jail for a completely different reason. I would have taken her to jail, did him, put him in the abuse center for two reasons. Casey Dugard and um, Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer. And Jeffrey Dahmer. You know why? Casey Dugard, the probation officers where she was kidnapped, went to her kidnapper's house for 18 years. Never checked the backyard. Never checked the backyard where she was for 18 years. Yeah. Never did their job. No, it Never did their full job. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer, one of his kidnapped victims was, was 13, escaped down the road, and the cops said, oh, we got this kid. And, and um, uh, Dahmer said, oh, yeah, we're lovers. Oh, okay. Sent him back to him, and he killed him. Because of these incidences, I never wanted to be that cop. No, absolutely. No, and I, I, I agree 100% <laughs> on that one. Never but, wanted to be that cop who, who didn't. But one of the things is, we talked about it a little earlier, the, the DV thing, patrol responds to and addresses the acute problem right there. We all know that DV has so many underlying issues, and that is why the, uh, the state attorneys and the court systems have to get involved in it. Yeah, LT. Well, I agree. LT. As a supervisor, can you order somebody, to, uh, an officer, to make an arrest? No. I can. If there's a, it's a if there is a clear crime Absolutely. with probable cause, Absolutely. clear probable cause, can you say, John, make this arrest? And John, if John's like, I'm, hey, LT, I'm not going to make this arrest. No problem. Then John, I'll, you will make this arrest. Then I'll make the arrest. No, then I'll charge him with insubordination. The one I'm saying, can you make him make the arrest? No. I can't. By the same token, I did it's have a sergeant. Discretion. I did have a sergeant who told, who ordered me to get an arrest, but it was not a valid arrest. <laughs> and he told me, "Make the arrest." I well, said, that's... "That is perfectly fine. I will drive. I will take him to the jail after you put handcuffs on him. I will transport him to jail. I will type up the entire report, and I will call you when I'm done with that report, and you can come down and sign your happy little ass on the." If there was absolute PC, PC and everything out, I would give him the order to make the arrest. And if he did not make the arrest, I'd have another officer come and make that arrest, or I would make the arrest. Right. And then I would charge him for insubordination. Transfer the, the PD. Right. Yeah. Transfer the, the, right. the PC to another As officer. long as there was clear PC. Yeah, obviously. All right. Yeah. So the next thing is text received from mom. Did you get to that part? No. Um, but regarding domestic violence, it's weird how we think of things. I, I, I just realized that the... The two times that I was almost shot as a cop was during domestic violences with your dad. Imagine that. <laughs> Not as a victim or a suspect. No, just as your dad as that. a supervisor. Just, so just, just that putting that out there. All right, so what do the cell towers say? Um, and, we don't know. And what we're going on there is is the cell towers can be checked. Um, obviously, you need a warrant, um, but cell towers can be checked to see where the cell signal has pinged um, in different locations. Um, obviously, we don't know that information. I am sure that the FBI or one of the agencies has filed for that if they don't already have that and have checked that. Okay. So, so, so I don't want to, I don't want to, okay, I'm going to say it. I don't want to shit on the FBI too much, but I worked a case in Lake County. I don't know if you guys remember the Trenton Duckett case. Oh, yeah. 
So um, Trent Ducker went missing. Mom was the number one suspect. The one of the main issues with the FBI at that time is they should have been on a wiretap on her day one. But because FBI is so huge and bureaucratic, it took two weeks to go all the way up to DC to approve a wiretap. We, sh we could have been on the wiretap through the state in two days, one day. And then she ended up killing herself. Um, it, it was a really tragic incident. So there are some issues with the FBI. Right, we're in a minute, so, an hour 20. So we need right. to roll on through your little things here. So um, a good investigation, just, just some of the things that I, I thought of. Uh, obviously, the autopsy, the cell tower order is going to track all the pings from cell towers. As long as he has on. Uh, now you were you were in, in narcotics. Um, well, this wouldn't even. This was before cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Close to it. So um, I, well, we'll just move on. Uh, car, credit card use, which obviously they have because they've made a, a warrant for that wiretap. They should be on wiretaps on his phone, her phone, parents' phone, phone, and, phone records. Yeah, and just so you know, we're talking about this. This is what they're probably doing. They're not disclosing that they are. So please, you know, I mean, I, I've seen them getting, why didn't they have this? Why didn't they do that? I'm sure they're doing more. Yes, yeah, behind the scenes. We don't. Um, they're not going to disclose. It's a 40-hour drive from um, you know, Yosemite, but obviously they were coming from, obviously he was coming from Wyoming and not California. I think so the it wind is a little was blowing shorter. eastward, too. What? The wind was blowing oh, eastward. Oh, absolutely. So. Um, the, the text messages... Uh, now, uh, some vehicles have GPSs. Uh, I, I, gosh, I want to check video equipment. I like, I love that. Yeah, I love that. Check because video obviously, he's she's going to cut the good, the bad, the ugly out of it, or you know. Right, and I'm sure that her blogs and everything stopped, obviously, when she died. But how how long before that yep. did it stop? You know what I'm saying? I mean, did did she have stuff on her phone? Where's her phone? Did they find her phone? We don't know yet. I right. mean, they and could have found her phone, and they could have found, I don't know what she was using for for her vlogs or blogs. Yeah, some use a phone, phone, some use a uh, camera. Right, some. it could have been, and then if they find that, are they going to have information on that? I mean, these are all big things. i got a good question here from Joey. Joey says, LT question. If there is PC and your officer chooses to follow file or NTA rather than custodial, can you force the custodial as you believe it is a better option? I say as long as the officer is making an arrest with any three options is the officer's choice. What say you? I say on a domestic violence case, this is my personal belief, on a domestic violence case, the person needs to be incarcerated in a facility. At the county jail or whatever, they need to go to the Utah county jail. jail. Utah jail. Utah jail. Yeah. Utah PD they jail. need to then either bond out or wait for bond or whatever. That's just my personal opinion. That is what I would have told the officer that he needed to do. And at that point, he refused. I would have gotten another officer to transfer the PC and just made See, the arrest um, and taken him to the county well, jail. What, but that's just me. But, he but here, me. Here, here's a good point, right, though, right. referencing that. Um, the temporary restraining order, right, which automatically no contact order, right, automatically goes into effect in Utah. Yes, does not automatically go into effect in Florida. A judge has to put that on. But oh, so it's not a nationwide order. No. Okay. No, well, 
But we are reciprocal. Right. So right. they can just go but, ahead and transfer it to Florida and it becomes effective but the point once is, they approve it here. Right. You don't have to go to Florida or you don't have to see the judge to get the temporary restraining just order. It. It's automatically in place. Right. Okay, so I'm assuming and, and they are required to give their legal rights and remedies. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they probably have to tell the the victim or the suspect you you cannot have contact. Okay. Well that's we we don't do that in Florida. Right. We don't tell them they can't have contact with the victim. That's the judge's job. Right. But that's because they have to appear before the judge. Absolutely. In Utah, they get it. Right. And that's one of the reasons why they... And like I said, each state has different laws and different statutes as to why they do that. Now, right. I want to... I'm going to... Oh, no, go ahead. Before we talk about... I want to talk about the uh, cell phone pings for a minute. I, I've, I've done plenty of these, and it's really neat. It's almost like a search warrant. You get a... Uh, a, this is how it was when I was. You get an order, you get a judge to sign it. You, it I'm dipping. you send it to <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the the carrier, whether it's Verizon or whatever, and you call them. And you say, "Hey," and this is more for like relative current tracking. You say, "Hey, where is this cell phone?" And it will track that number and see which cell tower it's near. If it's, you know what? We, that's how we found a lot of suspects. Where is this cell phone? It is. 700 yards southeast of absolutely of tower number 65 and you pull it up and it's like oh that's an apartment complex and guess what they have screwed that all up now. why unless the person called 911 from that cell phone okay you cannot ping it without a warrant or well, we used to we uh, with the state we you used to be able to just do it all the time. Well, we used to not get a warrant, but we uh, it was a cell tower order. Yeah. It, it was it was it was it wasn't as full as a warrant. It had the basics. We used to have dispatch call in and say, "Ping that cell phone and see where it's at," because they said they're going to commit suicide or whatever. Yeah. See if we can find them, and we would go right to them, mm -hmm. and it was great. But now, unless they call nine one one from that phone, you have to get a court order. Yeah. To, to ping it. call the tower because most of the most of the carriers now say we can't do that unless you have a court, court order. Yeah. It's freaking ridiculous. Now you could do it in an emergency and in Ford uh, court order. Nope, no, no. Because I remember working an officer-involved shooting. I think it was Daytona where they tracked the guy and he had the girl held and, and it was a big shooting and everything. So you were going to say something. All right, I am going to post now the something new. Yes, something new that we've I'm never so done before. Excited. And we've lost a few viewers here. We're down to 16. We were up as high as 25 minutes what? ago. Um, we're going to post in a call-in number, okay, where you can call in and talk to us live. Unfortunately, guys, I only have one line, and that's my cell phone that's hooked to a speaker. First so, come, first serve. First come, first serve. So get ready. We're going to post the number here in a second, and we're going to cut you off if we need to, but ask your question. Make your comment. Please open up the line for somebody else, okay? And don't say Baba Booey, Baba Booey. I am, <laughs> I am not going to call anybody back, so you just kind of have to keep calling in. And if you don't get in, hang up. And as soon as you get ready to, you know, to whatever, just call back. Hey, so you know, um, while he's posting the number, while he's doing that, you know, you know how we used to always arrest. Everybody for shoplifting. Mm -hmm. It was like you. If you that was you, a department. It, yeah, department policy. policy. If you got, a, if you were, guess who caught, started that? I don't know. 
You my did? dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he said it'll keep them shoplifters out of the freaking right. city if they know they're going to so, go to jail. So I thought it was great. So I get, remember, remember Builders, I don't know if you were there when there was Builders Builder Square. Square. Yeah. So I showed up to Builders Square, and they, they had caught a shoplifter. And I go in the back, la, 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 la. 87 years old. Mm-hmm. 87 years old. She yeah. stole yeah. whatever. And I'm like, hmm. Well, policy yeah. says I have to take you to jail. Well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote her a notice to appear. We're talking about notices to appear. Because all I can imagine is walking her into the jail and all the other deputies and cops saying, Hey, Long, did you put up a fight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what, if you think, like, batteries for remote control? No, I, I like stupid that. stuff, you know. I, no, I, me. I think she was just so bored. Here's the question. While we're waiting for our first call, I figured somebody would call right in, but I guess not. Everybody's scared. <laughs> if, or do you think he's dead or alive? Oh, I oh oh we didn't Laundry. even cover it. Dead. He went out into woods somewhere way deep and capped himself and, and and gave himself a. What do you think? I I agree. So my back. So I, watching. I don't get it. No no no. I, I meant to say this before. Jesus. Watching the video. <laughs> watching the video. I got a little bit of an insight into who he is. I think he killed her, maybe by accident, or maybe he lost his he lost control. He came back. He's like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! I need an attorney." Oh, and then he couldn't live with it—the guilt—and then, bam. All right. So for some reason, everybody's saying they can't see the number. It should be in the comments. I put it in the comments. But, but if you cannot see it, here it is. Write it down. It is three two one eight hundred eight three eight four. Three two one eight hundred eight three eight four. Pretty easy to remember. Can you see that right? No, you can't see it. No. Never mind. Caller <laughs> number sixteen hundred and seventy two gets a thousand dollars. Three <laughs> hold on. Three eight six. Three two one eight hundred eight three eight four. That's the number. First caller gets to talk to us. It should be in the comments. I'm, I'm sorry if y'all couldn't see it. If you look at all the comments, it should be there. But uh, anyway, what do you think? What do you think he is? I think that he is. Okay, I'm going to go against you guys. Okay. I think that he is heading to Mexico. Somebody said in their comment that they thought that he was heading to Mexico. And here's our first ah, caller. old Dave. <laughs> but they called my number. Ah, that's number. funny. <laughs> All right, here we go. What's up, Dave? Hey, Dave. What, you, what do you miss on, us? You, sure you miss us already, sure Dave? Hold on, gotta, hold on, come hold on. on. Oh, this, yeah. this guy, right? Ronnie's not going to, isn't it on silent, or... Call from. Hold on. Joey. Oh, Joey's calling. Success Dave, are... one. Oh. No. Oh. I can't believe I missed that. I'm you know what? It. You know what? Hold on. Hold on. LT is our boss. Okay. I know. Well, he is. So I not the boss of me now. Um, Sean, he was our guest from the other day. He thinks that the stepdad did him in, or was it the dad? Sean, was it the dad or the stepdad? I forgot what you said. Um, did him in and did yeah, hold on. Did a little berry and calling Dave back. Oh my god. 
Here he is. Dave, you, you can't get enough of us or what? For some oh. reason, it's not coming over the audio guy. I'm, I'm sorry. No. I, I, I think we're having audio problems. We're having LT problems. Uh. Anyway, I, I told you, he wasn't yeah. around when cell phones were... So, what, no. so, whether he did himself in or a family member did him in, this side of the table thinks... All right, here we go. I'm calling him back. I think, I think we got it now. Hello? Hey! Hey, Dave! Is this Dave? Dave's yeah. not here. Hey, what, you can't get enough of us or what? No, I tried to call through, but nobody was answering the phone. I guess you guys are too busy talking to each other from the talk you've got. Uh, yeah. We were trying to, but for some reason the audio wasn't right. All right, what's your question or comment real quick? Well, my question, well, I don't really have a question. My comment is, uh, good job on the show. And I agree with you, Ronnie. I would have put uh, her in jail and would have ordered anybody who was there to put her in jail if they didn't. I would have had somebody else do it, just like you said, and wrote that other person up for not doing it. Because in the end, you're right. She would have been alive. At least I think so. Hey, so, hey Dave. That's it, my it, two cents. Dave, in your agency, could you order uh, another officer, if you were the sergeant, to make an arrest? Um, it depends if there was a... Uh, legitimate crime that had taken place and the officer was being derelict in his duties and not doing it, of course you can. But if it's like for a traffic ticket, you can't make a write a ticket. You can't really do that. But well, if yeah. it's for a legitimate crime and they're not doing their job, yes, you can certainly do that. I agree, 100%. I agree. All right, thank you, buddy. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, yep, Dave. Take care. Uh, tuck, tuck in your neck out of the black shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I just want to make a comment. Hey, wait, put in the comments, is is Ronnie's nuts showing in his black shorts? No, or? they're not. All right, I'm calling Joey LaSalle's. Hang I, on. I just, I know we're talking to a lot of Florida officers right. who spent their most of their career, as far as I know, in Florida. So they... That's their mindset. Yes. The Utah Joey. PD is a little different. We need to talk to on, somebody. Joey's here. I know. Hey, Joey. 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 Who's, I don't know. Joey, you there? Yeah, I was going to say, did you guys need to finish up what you were saying about the last caller real quick? Or? No, 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 no. You're on. You're on the air. Okay. So um, I kind of have mixed feelings on it, looking at it from a patrol standpoint, 12 years on the job, working for you know, 10 years at a little bit larger of an agency. And uh, I'm going to try and explain both sides as quick as possible. Is that okay? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So as a lazy patrol cop who goes to these things, I have 68 domestic violence arrests. The, the, the state attorney has thrown out every single one of my domestic violence arrests, says that the, uh, the victim's not willing to cooperate or there's not enough PC, which obviously there was, but not enough proof beyond reasonable doubt to try the case, yada, yada. You get every excuse in the world, so you sometimes lose confidence with the system. But the other part of that is, and Ronnie, you and I talked about it the other day, and it's kind of like when you're in patrol, you have a little bit of a different perspective. It's kind of like riding the dump truck driver a ticket and getting his CDL license suspended or, um, you know, getting him fired from his job, whereas you pull over the 30-year-old guy who's driving to his regular job and give him a ticket. He's not going to lose his job. He's just going to get a $200 ticket. And so right. sometimes you try to, you know, work things out for people. But having worked for an agency where they'll, they will fry you for not doing your job correctly – 
I err on the side of caution, as you said, especially with domestic violence. I have made so many arrests that I did not want to take the alleged suspect to jail. There was weak probable cause. And what it came down to, my decision wasn't what was morally right or what was in policy. It was what's going to keep my job and what's going to keep my agency from getting sued. And, and I don't know that that's always the right way to go, but that, that's what this world has come to. It that's really it. has. Absolutely. Yep. I agree with you 100%. Hey, hey, Joey, this is Camille. I, I think you hit on an interesting point. You know what I used to tell my, all of my trainees when I was FTO? I said, never, ever, ever let the state attorney's office decisions affect your decisions. Because I, I've made a zillion arrests and they've thrown out, you know, this, that, and then people get crap. You can, if you, if you allow the state attorney to affect your law enforcement ability, you are going to diminish your your effectiveness as a police officer. Well, and like I was saying earlier, you know, I mean, domestic violence is a, you know, we respond for an acute issue. It's a long-standing chronic issue that the entire court system has to be a part of. Yep. We can only solve the one problem right. right there at that point. That's why they have to, you know, in Florida, you have to go to the state attorney and, and all that stuff. It's important because they have to get involved. But we, we just cannot, as a, police, as a patrol officer, we cannot focus so much on the state attorney that I'm like, oh, are they gonna are they gonna take this case or are they no, gonna no, drop no, the no, state? No, 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 not gonna worry about that. Ignore the state attorney. You right. do your job. Absolutely. You do you. Absolutely. But does the state attorney do their well, job? To the that's, court that's do on their them. Job? Well, Joey, thank you, buddy, okay. for calling in. I hope we answered some of your questions. And Joey, or, or can comment. you can you do me a favor? Can you pick up yeah. the signs when you see them? I really appreciate that. The yard, the yard sale signs he's yeah, talking about. Yeah, there's yard sale signs posted <laughs> in. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, we actually, um, code enforcement over here will actually issue them notices to appear, and the police can actually arrest them for putting those signs out, and they do it under <laughs> oh a so, Oh, my God, dude. You can actually put them in jail. <laughs> oh, my God, that's freaking crazy. Now, now our agency didn't, weren't we? All right, thanks a lot, Joey. Thanks, Joey. Appreciate you, right, brother, man. Weren't we required to to ask if they had a permit for a garage sale, for garage sale? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sort of. but then, yeah, but they would never issue set the permit. Yeah. Guys, the number 321-800-8384. We're going to end the show here in a minute. Well, unless we, we get another no, we're, call. We're going to go another hour because I'm going to bring up a point okay. that we need to think <laughs> no, about. No, we're not going an hour. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Marathon. We're all talking about should, he have been should she have been arrested? What would have happened mm -hmm. had they went to arrest her? And she resisted. And they had to use force mm -hmm. and put her on the ground. Then, then keep in mind, the police would have used excessive force for some scratches. Think about that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. So I think I'm saying think about that. She was, very, she was very compliant. So Sean says, Sean says. Oh, our, our Sean? Yeah, our right. Sean from the show the other day. Yeah. Says Gabby's dad did him. Yeah, okay, that's that's what I was saying. I read your yeah, I read your post. And you know what, Sean, you didn't hear. I, I was talking about you. We were talking about doing the right thing. And I remember you telling me that there was a missing persons case, and it was an adult, 
and you you said you said to your guys, we're gonna work it because they're like, ah, it's just an adult. And then you said, no, we're gonna work it like it's a crime. And then they they went out, and the guy was all chopped up and shit. So, yeah. well, we first, we've got to do our job. And I, I will tell you, in law enforcement, <laughs> you have got to always consider that you could be that PD, you could be that officer whose body cam is being shown not doing what you should have now, done. You you mentioned something earlier on our text a couple of days ago about how you thought it was just one of those things where they're just traveling through, just get them on their way. You're right, I did, and and I'm glad you I'm glad you said that because I forgot. And and I'm not saying this is the officer's case that, or you know this is what happened. Well, we've been known to hear it, but what I've heard in the past, and this is long ago, was. Okay, these two are from frickin' Florida or from New York. They're all the way out here in Utah. There really isn't a whole lot of violence here. You know, they seem concerned about each other and all that. They're going to be gone tomorrow, out the door, see, or out of the state. See you later. Bye-bye. Hasta la bye-bye. We're, we're gone. Bye-bye. Is that the case here? I don't know. It could have been. It could could not have been. I'm just saying I've seen it in the past where... You're out of state. You're going to be gone. Oh, where are you heading? Oh, we're heading back to Florida. Uh, when are you leaving? Oh, we're as soon as we leave here. That's where we were heading. We're out of here. Yeah. Okay. Somebody else's jurisdiction. Not my problem. Somebody else's problem. No, I, I'm I not saying that happened here. We've but. worked with plenty. I, I had, I had two on my shift that talk, they worked. You know them. I'm not going to say names, but there were plenty of officers that worked harder. To get out of a report than right. it would have been to just take the report. Chris, oh, yeah. Chris told me one time, he said, I will never, ever work overtime for a certain sergeant named John ever again. <laughs> Not this <laughs> John. I never made sergeant. <laughs> I so, know the John. So he Not said, this I will John. never work for him again. And I said, why? What the hell? He said, I need the money. I need the overtime. But I will never work for that SOB ever again. And I said, why? God rest his soul. He's he, he's gone now. But and I he goes because I was out here writing tickets and I took somebody to jail and he said you are not doing me or the shift or the citizens any good being at that jail booking somebody in jail or sitting on a traffic stop. Stop. Mm -hmm. I want you in the neighborhoods and in the businesses doing your patrols in there in those areas. Stop this traffic stop and this arrest BS. And and I'm like, are you effing kidding me? That same sergeant was he my... He refused to work for that him. That was my first sergeant out of training. Thanks. Um, my problem. Oh, no, I know. But, <laughs> so do you want to give the and, number again while John's talking? I did. Okay. okay. And he actually told me we were working night shift. He said, do not... I don't want you making traffic stops. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well... You know, I mean, Why do we have lights and siren? Well, like I said, I was just out of training. I so wish I had a little bit of time because I would have been getting on the radio calling, you know, the county agency who has concurrent jurisdiction with us yeah. to say, you know, hey, this violation is occurring in the city of Lake Mary. Can you send a unit to stop it? Because you know, literally, 10 o'clock at night, I stop a guy for driving without headlights. 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. I'm guessing it might be dark. Right. 
as soon as I clear the traffic stop, he tells me on the radio, I told you not to do any traffic. I'm like, seriously? It was a safety issue. He didn't have well, his lights on. But I'm as a brand new officer. Right. Yeah, I'm no a brand idea. new officer. You know, Enforcer. But, you know, 10 years in, I'm calling and saying, you know, hey, call the county and let them know there's a guy right on, right yeah. in the middle of our jurisdiction. Yeah. Now, yeah. that sergeant was also an investigator. Guess how many arrests he made in a year? Zero. Less than 10. The chances that Brian Laundry is not responsible for Gabby's death. <laughs> Fewer Zero. than 10. I'm like, dude, how are you not making arrests? We have, not all cases are solvable. Got some good cases here, though. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Unbelievable. I don't know. But what? you know what? There's those type of cops in every agency, and they're still there, and they'll still continue to be there as long as we have supervisors that refuse to freaking make them, hold them accountable yeah. for doing their damn job. So. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. Yeah, and the thing is, officers, an officer in my day, and maybe it's just me, or most most officers, we want to get into shit. Oh, yeah. We want to do stuff. I can't stand sitting around for 12 hours doing nothing. I know. Give me some shit to do. The there's the number. Give me Guys, some stuff to do. Give me a fight. Give me a traffic stop where there's dope. Give me a DUI. Oh, yeah. Shit. Three two one eight hundred. Get into some shit. Three two one eight hundred eight three eight four. Three two one eight hundred eight three eight four. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna be on for down. another what? Five minutes and then five minutes. Five minutes. So we're gonna wind it down here. Um, we know we we we've been on a little long, but this was a, a unique episode and it's an interesting case. And I've got will... a cigar waiting on me, so we're gonna be cutting this short here pretty soon. So listen, make sure we, we have a podcast now. It is on um, Spotify. Apple. It is, it is on Apple Podcast, and it's Surviving the Badge on both of those venues. Anchor. Um, it's through Anchor, but it, we have it on several other different venues. Um, we also are on um, YouTube. Facebook, YouTube. Instagram. Um, Instagram. We will post this video on YouTube. Here coming up probably in the next two or three days. It will be up on YouTube. Um, if you like the uh, intro there where we did the siren at the beginning, let us know. Um, I'm trying to kind of work on some graphics and this and that. But uh, don't forget our merch is in. As you can see, this is the t-shirt. This thing is comfortable as hell, man. I love it. <laughs> it looks great. It comes dude. in various colors. The back has the big logo on the back, and it says "Surviving the Badge." Still got your six. Um, Who came up with that? Um, so, if you want to send us an email, like for suggestions, you know, it's like, hey, you know what? I want you guys to cover this, or hey, you know, what do you guys think about this? Or just shoot us an email saying, hey, you guys suck, whatever. It is retired cops rule because we do. Retired cops rule at gmail.com. So send us an email. Let us know how we're and doing. Let's how let us if how you we're would rather sucking. me be in the front seat again. Yeah. Send us an email. Yeah. Pa Patrick says my shirt looks like a tent. Hey Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So listen. Um, the entire state of I believe it's um, Alabama has a lot of cotton. 
Um, they they depleted their cotton supply to make that shirt. Wow. Yeah. And Trey cot Trey says, speaking of cotton, I don't know why it said cotton. Trey says that uh, hey, Ryan, what brand chairs are those? They should sponsor your podcast because they sure can hold a lot of stress. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, all right. So anyway, Patrick says we suck. Thank you. We love you too. Um, just because you're in Michigan freezing your ass off here in another month, we don't want to hear from you again. But anyway, yes, we do. <laughs> All right, so listen, great Love show. Love, Love you guys. Um, if you can think of any ideas, like he said, please send us an email or just comment on one of the shows. Uh, Trey made a good comment here this week about a show we can do. We may cover that. Oh, big news. Next Saturday. Next Saturday, right? The Wives Show. Oh, is it next Saturday? Yes. Okay. Oh. The Wives Show. We are going to have the Wives of Law Enforcement. We are going to have the Wives on the show with us. It's next Saturday at 7 p.m. And the Wives are going to be here to tell us a little bit of stories about how they felt with us being out there on the job. The... You know, and, and doing the wife thing while they're at home worried about us. This and that. Getting so, called out on Christmas. Yeah, Christmas, New Year's, everything else. So the wives are going to be joining us. You don't want to miss this show, guys um, and gals. We're going to have the wives on the show with us starting at 7 p.m. next Saturday. We'll make announcements on Facebook and Instagram and so on. But, yeah, you don't want to miss that show. Will the phone number be active then, too? The phone number will be active at the end of the show, yes. Okay. Just, oh, hey, just... hold on. I'm sorry. And then you can go, Philip Miller. Remember oh, Phil yeah, from Traffic like Engineering? Oh, yeah. Big Phil in the house. How What's you up, doing? Phillip? First time I've seen him on here. That's freaking awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Great job. Great All job. Right. So we're going to wrap this up? Go ahead. Up. No, 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 point. Go ahead. no, I was just going to say, is the phone number. So it's going to be the same phone number, so we can yeah, you know, write it number. down. So, I mean, we'd love to hear from you. And you can go back, guys, and look at the comments on the show. And the phone number was posted two different times. Um, it is a Google phone number. So if we're not doing the show, I'm not going to answer it. So don't please don't call me on that number if we're not doing the show. We'll totally call him on that number when we're not doing the show. <laughs> three o'clock, preferably. Three o'clock in the morning. All right, you guys are assholes. All right, love you guys. Surviving the badge because we, we still, still got, got your six. six. Awesome. Love you guys.